0: Back to another episode of Riding the Wall. Um, missed out last week. Yeah, we took a short hiatus. Yeah, we took a short hiatus. Life got in the way. Um, you were out of town. I had a lot going on. Uh, yeah. And it just happened. There's nothing it wrong. Just with, there's nothing way. wrong with
1: our fans having a little anticipation build over a week. Yeah. So. I agree with that. So, but we missed out
0: on uh, McDowell winning Indy. Well,
1: we, we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, really, we got three weeks. Yeah, we've got quite a bit. Where do you want to uh, start at? I mean, uh, so we just jump back to Michigan. Okay. Uh, then we can jump into Watkins Glen from there. As bad as I hate to, because it was a horrible <laughs> three weeks for me, you know, <laughs> in, in fantasy-wise. Yeah. You know, I, I, I acquired 100 points in three races, and it just hit me right in the nuts. Yeah. I mean, it did. It's like NASCAR just drew back and let me have it, you know? <laughs> They just kept kicking.
0: <laughs> That's an elite club, you know. I mean, you can't do that if you tried. Yeah. That's tough to do. I've done it. I wasn't trying. No, I have done it. What were you up to, like third? I yeah, I was in third. third.
1: I'm down to 14th now.
0: Well, you're tied. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're tied for 13th. <laughs> it. Uh, you go to ridingthewall.com, it shows him in 14th, but he's tied for 13th. Riding so, the Wall
1: podcast, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah what happened at michigan i mean it wasn't a bad race um i gotta think back i don't have anything
0: in front of me so i gotta think back I, to who won
1: uh, it wasn't chase elliott because that's who i took and he, he wrecked very early in the race it was one that it was scheduled for sunday it rained out It finished on a monday um and did
0: true x win that I think if it finished on a Monday, True X might have won. Let me look. Let me look. nascar.com
1: Busher did, didn't he?
0: Yes, that's yeah. right cuz he won Richmond and and Yeah, uh, he won back Michigan. to back. That is right. Yeah. And
1: uh I was honestly, I mean if he, anybody but Chase Elliott was going to win that race, I was happy it was Chris Busher. I mean, the only reason I wanted Elliot to win was cuz fantasy reasons. No wasn't no fan support there whatsoever cuz I'm, right. I'm yeah. <laughs> I know like 3 weeks ago or 2 weeks ago when we did the last podcast, I was talking about the ass punch again and how much I owed him. Mm-hmm. And gosh, damn, it has <laughs> quadrupled. <laughs> cuz I've picked him twice out of the last three races, and both times he's got me in the 30s, in the 30 point right
0: 32 and 36 yeah see you owe him a double
1: oh it's coming it's (laughs) coming
0: (laughs) yeah i I was i was kind of happy to see busher win that i was surprised that he won you know going two wins in a row that's pretty hard to do but apparently if you win richmond there's a good chance you're going to win michigan yeah it's happened two years in a row now so harvick did it last year busher did it this year um both of them Ford's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michigan's a Chevy track, but it seems Ford has a... They've got a, got the they've got a lock on it. on it right now. I think it's like nine years in a row yeah. that uh, Ford's won there. So, I guess in the manufacturing contest, that's where you want to win one is right there in your backyard.
1: I so, mean, all three of the big ones are there, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a great... Great state, great city to get that win in. So, um,
0: you ever been to Have you ever been to Detroit? No, no. no well, I take it <laughs>
1: back. I have, but I've only been to the airport.
0: Okay, I know you said it's a great city, and and the track isn't actually in Detroit, but it's right well, there on the suburb. Great
1: automotive city. Okay, I
0: don't I, mean. because you know. I've been to Detroit one time. Yeah, I don't. I don't I have no There's desire. only one reason i There's There's a reason I've only been there one time. That was for a football game many many years ago. I thought you maybe went up to Eight Mile or something. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I might, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan to anytime soon. It's uh, it's
1: Detroit, you know. Right. Yeah, I have no use for Detroit other than, I mean, they have an excellent airport. I will say, I drink for free yeah. for four hours. At that airport.
0: There's one thing in Detroit; uh, they've got a football team up there. It's better than a Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think uh, for those of, for those listening, HR is a, a Dallas Cowboys fan. He, yeah, he does. He, he does supports su- the Cowboys pretty well. Uh, he hates it when they lose. So, but uh, yeah, that was Michigan. We go to then next week after that we go to Indy, which McDowell wins that over Chase Elliott. Which I was kind of happy to see that, you know. Um, McDowell dominated. He did, and that's what I was happy to see because he just, you've got the road race king right behind you, and you're just kicking his butt. Uh, and,
1: and he is the modern road course king, but he has yet to win a road course in this new gen car. All his wins came from the previous gen car.
0: So he's still figuring it out, you think?
1: Well, I mean, something's going on, and he got second. He's got a few top fives.
0: Could be that broken leg that he got. It could still be going on. Yeah,
1: could be pride and ego. I mean, yeah, don't know. But I mean, he's not winning. You know, I mean, he's making money for Hendrick in these road courses because he's getting top fives and stuff like that, except for the race I picked him in. And yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, I mean, early on, McDowell... Um, McDowell was fast, you know, and he just kept it all day. And yeah, it was a, uh, you know, there was, there was some, pit, you know, he was at the race that he had a cup. Which race was it? He. Jochen like McDowell. Yeah, he went through too many pit boxes, got kicked to the back. That was Watkins,
0: Glen. Okay, so he. I mean, he still. He did everything perfect at Indy. Yeah, him and man, the team, exactly. They were perfect. And at I Indy. was so
1: surprised with those races like that that he he hit every mark, he managed every situation so perfectly at Indy, and then you go into Watkins Glen, which they say is a tougher road course. I've never drove either of them, right? But they say Watkins Glen is the toughest road course on the circuit. But it's a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So he goes into that week and drives through too many pit boxes, get kicked to the back. You know, he was up front when that happened.
0: And after that, he did a pretty good job of driving back through the field.
1: Yep. and then his team, his pit team, got penalized for coming over the wall too soon mm-hmm. and you know, kicked to, or had to do a pass through. And I think he got lucky there because uh, a caution had just come out or something like that it was right around a ca- caution and he got he pretty much got to keep his 12 spot yeah and
0: all we're having to do that drive-through yeah i was i was really impressed with him at indy i mean I, I figured he would do good i didn't think that he would have the car to win but you know you never know until we show up especially with these new gen cars but um especially like like the moment after he wins, you know, when when that moment hits him, and you can see it, and you know he's got his family around there, and he said last time when he won the five hundred, he didn't have his family. Right, his wife and that was, there. you know, he was basically kicking himself in the ass ever since then because he didn't have his family. So he was going to make sure if he had a shot to win, he was going to have his family there. So to see them get to come out there with him, and to see the emotion, you know, for a guy that's been. He's put in his time. Yeah, you know, him, I mean, been he's in been in this been
1: a, circuit for ten years,
0: and he's been a backmarker for probably seven of those years. You right. know, so he's he's turning laps. He's trying to build teams. He's trying to build a name for himself. He's trying to do everything the way you're supposed to. You know, and he's, he's done it. Yes, and so for that reason, you know, I'll pull for Michael McDowell absolutely just any time because he's genuine. Yeah, seems to be genuine, and he
1: did it the he did it the old school way. Yes, you know, I mean. He
0: didn't. Put in your time. He didn't graduate
1: better. high school and go to the, you know, Ford Racing School for two years and yeah. walk into a full time ride.
0: He, he didn't get in grandpa's car. Yeah. Um, things like that. Yeah. So he he did it. He didn't make it off his dad's name. Nope. You know. So I, I applaud Michael McDowell, and anytime he wins, I'm he happy to see it. it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that, that we enjoy seeing him win because of that, you know, because we know he. He did it the, the hard way. and Yeah,
0: he didn't take the easy route.
1: Right. he's There's probably been many times, probably more times than not, that he's contemplated just being done with it because he was always one of them back markers, you know? Yeah. But, but it's
0: working for him now. Keep grinding. You get that success eventually, you
1: know? And Todd Gilliland, his teammate in the 38 car, both of them, McDowell and Todd, just re upped with their race team, on their contracts. Mm
0: -hmm. So So there must be something going on there. Yep. Um, So, after Indy, we go to Watkins Glen. And I enjoy watching Watkins Glen race. I'm not, you know, we've said this many times, I'm not a big road race person. I'm not a street course person. I'm old school. I stick to my ovals. But watkins glenn is one that i don't mind sitting and watching and i fully expected mcdowell to have another good race i didn't think he would win because i didn't think he could do two in a row but he said that watkins glenn is his favorite track yeah and i know when they were doing the the national anthem you know the flyover and all that he had his family right there with him so i thought uh, he thinks he's got a car that can win this thing and i think he started second row so he qualified pretty good and he was kicking ass at Watkins Glen until pit stops started happening and everything. He did right at Indy. He couldn't buy a break at Watkins Glen. No, it was, so. it
1: was his mistake the first time. The second time, it was his pit crew going over the wall too soon. Had He was forced on another pit uh, pass through, um, But then he had 13 laps to go and yeah. blew his engine or ECU, you know.
0: Yeah, something happened. And,
1: and I would like to know because I don't know um, – a lot of times in the past when, and I don't know if it's the same with these new gen cars or not, or maybe it is, but um, in the past, if like Chris Busher won Bristol last year, they're going to save that car. They're not going to touch that car. They're going to save that car for Bristol again this year. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it, it was, teams were very religious about that. Yeah. I don't know if, they took the same car from Indy to Watkins Glen. I'd like to know that. I'm sure I'm sure they always rebuild the motor. Yeah. You know, because you, you have to. Yeah. I mean, so the car setup was great for McDowell at Indy. Did they just leave the car alone and take it back to the shop, pull the motor and tranny out, and go through them? Uh-huh do what they needed to do, put them back
0: in and leave the car for Watkins Glen. I would think they would have. I would think they would have. I mean, they probably had to make a few minor, minor adjustments, you know, just because of the difference in tracks and, um, you know, it comes down to so many minute things. Like this track has, like, and I don't know the numbers. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But, like, let's say this one track has four left turns and this other track might have six left turns. So, there might be a little something in there that you have to tweak just to make it a little bit stronger, maybe a little weaker. I don't know. But I would say you're probably right. For the most part, they just didn't touch that car. They just pull one motor out, drop another one in, and, and go racing.
1: Right. But, you know, it was watching and listening to Michael McDowell and his, and his team at Indianapolis was 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I really liked that communication that they had going where um, – you know, there towards the end of the race, his his crew chief was in his ear constantly, you know, talking. And it and, and got to the point where McDowell said, hey, just give me the gaps. That's all I need. I don't want to hear any more chatter on the radio. Just give me the gaps. <laughs> and yep. and I respect that. I beca- like it. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, he wasn't mad at his crew chief or nothing. They didn't, there wasn't no issue. It was just he was saying, hey, I'm concentrating on my marks. You know, mm-hmm. just give me the gaps. Tell me how far he is behind me. And let me do
0: my thing. Yeah. And and he even said that after, you know, in his post race interview, he said I just he knew he was gonna win the race. It was just a matter of managing that gap between him and Elliot. He didn't wanna he didn't want to run too hard and burn his tires up and let Elliot catch him. But he didn't want to lay off of it too much
1: and, and, and save
0: his stuff and then Elliot still catch him. So yeah. I I applaud it all around. Absolutely. Everything that he did um even the luck yeah you got to have so much luck and the luck just went his way and his team did a great job mm-hmm. you know his
1: his whole outfit did a great job for yeah. him and it's like everybody i mean we're all human we all make mistakes but i mean it was just like you know McDowell made that huge mistake of driving through too many pit boxes at the glen mm-hmm. you know and had to start at the back, and he came came back up front pretty quick. And a car, in cars that aren't known for passing, right? And you know, it's just getting back to the basics. Uh, and I mean, other than those two mistakes, like Suarez, Suarez wasn't running bad. And I don't remember if it was at Indy or I think it was at Indy when he uh, he pulled in the pits and his he his front. Left tire was on the air hose.
0: Yeah, that was Indy. Yeah, and they had Mm -hmm. a jacket.
1: So, I mean, it it threw him further back. You know, I mean, it's – and then at Watkins Glen, you know, it never fails. Pick Chase Elliott and you're going to eat a big score. But
0: (laughs) – This year, yeah.
1: But Alan Gustafson, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame crew chief made – well – he To me, he made the mistake. I don't care if somebody handed him a piece of paper with the information on it. He made the mistake of not figuring it up right or miscommunicating the information or not double-checking somebody else's work. Yeah. Um, that's... And it ran out of gas. A lap early. Yeah. Two laps early. Well, I think said Chase was
0: supposed to come in when he made it around to the pits this time by, so... Had he made it another half a lap, he would have been all right. Cause he told Gustafson that he was on he was on his reserve tank. Right. You know. He said, the he said let me know when you flip the switch. You got three laps after that, which to me seems like a lot of laps, a lot of oh, uh, it, track it, the, time at Watkins Glen on a reserve tank.
1: Yeah, that's a three, uh, two and a half mile track.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think that right there is pushing it. Well, because even
1: Larry Mack was saying, "There's no <laughs> way." Those reserves. I don't care if it's the left reserve or the right reserve. Neither one of them reserves
0: hold enough
1: fuel to make it three laps at Watkins Glen. Yeah, they
0: don't. And and of course that's that's coming from an expert. I don't know. I'm not an expert. That's for sure. When Larry it comes Mack, to Watkins if he says Glen, it, believe it. Oh yeah. I mean, if he says <laughs> it, it's the Bible. I'm taking it to the bank. But um, you know, when they said you got three laps on the switch, I thought, my gosh, because the the pit sequence before that, Chase Elliott was one of the first guys in the pits. And then everybody else started coming in, and Chase was able to make up a lot of time, a lot of positions on those two or three laps that he had on fresh tires. And then you get to this next sequence that he was supposed to hit, and a lot of the guys that pitted after him
1: were coming in. had
0: already pitted before him. Yep. So I thought, he... What's Before he ran out of gas, I'm thinking, <laughs> why is he not pitting yet? You know, I mean, he's sh- just judging by what I seen the last pit sequence, he, he should be in. He is saving all kinds
1: of fuel back there in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you
0: doing? And then, and then we see him stalling out there in the in what they call the bus stop. Bad information um, is what they get. You- That's what I was going to ask you. How do you get bad information on your fuel? How do you do that? From your team not doing their job. Period. I mean, did the did the fuel guy say, "Hey, I got this much fuel in it," and he was wrong? <clears throat> you know, I mean, if your if your season depends on it, and you're the crew chief, well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do if I'm the crew chief. I'm going down and looking. I'm at gonna a can. go check. I'm gonna go check that gas jug. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. take his word, but I'm also going going to go down there and check it for myself, yep. just in case he's off by just a yeah, little it's bit. Only I need to know. Fifteen feet away from you. Yeah, so. How do you get bad information on your fuel quantity? I think if Chase Elliott don't win at Daytona, I think Gustafson's going to get fired. think so? I think so. Because that race was Chase's to win. I mean, looking back, that was his best chance, right? So was Indy. So was Indy. But there was no mistakes at Indy. He just couldn't get the job done. Yeah. He was just up against a better was car. Yeah, he was he was outdriven, and yeah. that happens. Yeah. even with There's Chase nothing Elliott, wrong with that. I know the Chase Elliott fans are not going to like that, but your boy just got outperformed, yeah. and it happens. You know, um, Richard Petty got outperformed many times. Dale Earnhardt got outperformed many times. So Chase Elliott can get outperformed. Um, but at Watkins Glen, we were still too early to know whether he got outperformed or not, but they just made a a mistake that probably ended their season
1: yeah I, i'm pretty sure it did
0: well short of where they thought they would be and again i mean i kind of felt bad i'll take this with a grain of salt i kind of felt bad for chase Elliott when the, when he ran out of gas because i don't feel that that mistake is on him Right. You don't have, you, in, those cars do not have a gas gauge inside them that tells you whether you're on E or not. Right. You don't it know It wasn't that. his fault. It wasn't his I'm fault. I'm the
1: first one to say that. I'm not, I've got some pretty strong feelings with Chase Hilly right now. So, <laughs> but I'm going to say it wasn't his fault. But here's my thing is, when, it, when he ran out of fuel and I could see his car coasting, I had a brief second there where I was like, man, that sucks for him. But then, you know, I mean, like second number two, I thought, you know, this guy wasn't thinking about his team when he was out there snowboarding. That's true. You know, so it went away pretty quick. Yeah. Uh,
0: And along those same lines, I don't blame Chase Elliott for running out of gas, but at the same time, he is driving that car. And if he don't think that he can make it, go on and pull in. Even if you're pulling in the pits a lap before your crew chief wants you to, go ahead and pull in. I mean, we've seen that with, what was that? There was a race earlier this year. I think it might have been Fontana where Kyle Busch, you know, his crew chief told him stay out one more lap or stay out two more laps or whatever. And he came on in. He just, he knew in his mind, he, he didn't have enough. His guy was wrong. He didn't call him out on it, but he just went ahead and came on in. And he ended up winning the race. So, Even though your crew chief tells you to stay out, you can still bring that car in, and I guarantee you they're still going to change the tires and they're still going to fuel it up when you bring it in a lap early.
1: Yeah, you might have that talk on Sunday night or Monday morning Mm -hmm. at headquarters of, "Hey, why didn't you listen to what I said?" Yeah, and if you're not comfortable, that's all you got to say. Yeah, you know, and even even me in 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 my in my line of work, you know, I've got I've got bosses corporate mm-hmm. bosses. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've told them before. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to make mistakes, but I can promise you I'll be able to tell you why I made those decisions that I made. Right. It might not be the right decision, but I'll I'll have a reason why I made that decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all that's all anybody can ask for.
0: Yeah, because I guarantee you Monday morning sitting at that table with Gustus and Elliot and Rick Hendrick at the table and they're discussing probably Jeff and and I'm sure Jeff Gordon was in there too. Yeah. You know, they're all looking at the crew chief saying, why did we make this mistake? Now, had we had Elliot went ahead and come on in, you might not be having that discussion because at least Elliot can say, Hey, I didn't feel comfortable with that projection of fuel. I didn't think we had enough to make it. And this is our season on the line. I'm gonna play it safe, and then put matters into my hands, you know, because if Elliot finished tenth or eleventh, because he was running somewhere around eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth spot, something like that, when it happened, but uh, had he run twelfth at the end of the race, of course, that coming in at one lap early is not gonna make it's not gonna make a difference. No,
1: it's win, it's win or win or die, you right. know. I mean, for him, so I mean, it's
0: and if and if my season is on the line like that, I'm not gonna stretch it so thin that. It's questionable, you know. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna race hard, and let the cards fall where they, where they fall. You know, and see what happens. But I don't. I'm, I'm about 80 percent that it was a crew chief. 20 percent, I put that on Elliot, and that pissed me off too because I had picked Elliot to play it. Um, I'm, gonna you know, in fantasy I'm, I'm gonna say fantasy. I'm gonna
1: say 90-10. You know. Uh, I'm
0: crew chief. Yeah. 90. Yeah, yeah because I,
1: that's that's your job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's not my job to second guess you. Now, I'm, you know, but, uh, you know, just like how you, you was talking about how Kyle Bush did it earlier this year at Fontana. Kyle Bush has got 10, 12 years on Chase Elliott in that right. car. You know, somebody like Kyle Bush, I don't even think uh, the old man himself, Richard Childress, is going to question Kyle Bush making that decision. Right. You
0: know, I, it's a much better, I would much rather give the excuse, hey, I didn't think we had what he said we had, so I went ahead and came on in and we won. I'd much rather say that rather yeah. than, yeah, I we agree. ran out of gas and there went our season. Right. That, you know, It's a lot easier to explain but, the success.
1: you know, we, it's also those generations of race car drivers, too, where, you know, the, the Alex Bowmans and the Kyle Larson's and the Chase Elliott's and the Chase Briscoe's, the Chris Bushers, those guys that, you know, I feel like it has become, this is your job, this is your job, this is your job, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is your job, you know. I'm and sure, da- I'm sure Daniel Suarez didn't get any lip because his car dropped on the air hose. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got their job. Now, when Kyle Busch was coming up in the sport and his early years in the sport, it was still some of that old school mentality of, like, I mean, we we know how Dale Senior and Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett, we know how those guys were. They were going to do whatever the hell they wanted to do because they were the ones representing that car. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the face of that team. And they're gonna do, I don't give two shits what the owner says, I don't give two shits what my crew chief says, I'm doing what I think needs done. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Bush, I think, has got more of that in him than anybody else out there,
0: yeah. And and I favor that, yeah. I favor that, you know. Um, a guy that just knows, hey, I've been out here on this track for X number of laps, it, it's about time to go in. Well, you know? when you
1: see cars going into pit that. You know, pitted after you. Yeah. That should be
0: the first red flag. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean <laughs> it was for me and I was just sitting on the couch. <laughs> but I it really it upset me because I picked Chase Elliott for the for and only picked him because he needed to win to get in the playoffs and that was his best chance to do it. Um
1: I had him slated for that race all year. Yeah. The mid, when I used him at Michigan, I, I didn't have him slated for that one yet, and it bit me in the ass, too. Mm-hmm. But I can say from the day that the Daytona 500 ran, February this year, I had Chase Elliott of Watkins Glen.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he's always up front. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a safe bet. Yeah. But as long as you're figuring up your fuel, but, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, hard,
1: I th- hard mistakes. Lessons learned. Um, I think it and and I could be wrong but I just feel like that team is they're the uh, you know Chase Elliott gets voted most popular driver every year yeah Um, they're the face of the sport I almost feel like that car Mm -hmm. and Chase Elliott and the Hendrick team it's when they say hey what sport is this you know you show people that don't watch NASCAR and you have a picture of a NASCAR and a driver up there, it's always going to be chase Elliott and the number nine and people are going to be, Oh, that's NASCAR. You know, even that though they don't know chase Elliott, Mm -hmm. he's kind of the face of the sport. And I almost feel like they've gotten so comfortable with that, that that, we're the, we're the number nine Hendrick team. I mean, we ain't going nowhere, you know?
0: Yeah. And then, you know, snowboarding happens you get mad, you put Denny Hamlin in a wall, you're sitting out another week, and now you can't make the playoffs because your crew chief just jacked the numbers. I don't get it, but...
1: Sounds like uh,
0: I would have loved to been a fly on the wall in that meeting that, mon- that Monday morning. Yeah. Because Big Rick was mad again. You don't want to piss that well, guy Well, I mean... And I can't blame him. I can't blame him. No, you know, not
1: at all. I mean, but you've got you've got this all-star team over here that have won championships, or a championship, and then you got in the same organization, you got the number twenty-four car, William Byron. He's he's a popular name, but he's not he's not one of the top five names in the sport. Right. You got. He's got a good crew chief. He don't have an Alan Gustafson name. And what, they just, was it win number five? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Byron has already claimed win number five of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, this kid is making the number nine team look like a bunch of idiots.
0: Making them look like a bunch of rookies, yeah. Right.
1: I mean, I wouldn't even say rookies. You know, I would say just a bunch of straight up idiots. Yeah. You know, because there's rookies out there doing better than Chase Elliott.
0: Yeah. Ty Gibbs. I, Ty Gibbs is kicking Chase Elliott's ass yeah. this year. I mean It seems like he is. He's the only
1: one that the only rookie that's not out doing Chase Elliott's Noah Gregson. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason he can't right now. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Byron wins at Watkins Glen, gave him his fifth win of the year, which ties Ford. William Byron has five. Ford, as an organization, has five. Um, Ford's coming, son. There?
1: I mean, since we since we made those predictions, I wish we'd have dated that.
0: Yeah, we should have. I
1: mean, it's probably been six weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I was, was going to say two months, but yeah. yeah six like to that. eight
1: weeks ago we made mm-hmm. these predictions. I said that Ford would end the season. At the time, they had two wins. Yes. And... I, uh, Chad asked if, well, how many how many wins will Ford have at the end of the season? Chad, yeah. Chad's guess was four, my guess was six, and they got win number five. So I mean they've they're coming, and we're going to a Ford track. Well, I think that's yeah. I won't say a Ford track. We're going to a Ford style of racing this weekend.
0: Well, here's the thing about Daytona and Talladega, the Fords are always the fastest ones on the track. It seems like. You know they're always out front. They got a better push. They've got so much speed, and it always seems like the Chevys and Toyota's right there with them. Yeah. You know Toyota's fast too. Chevy always seems like they're lacking at Daytona and Talladega, but somehow, some way, a Chevy ends up winning the race. That's it's because like this.
1: when there's one when there's one to go, it's good to be lacking. And I've I've said this before, but I I was watching the interview on TV that Tony Stewart did, and he's he made this comment live on TV, and nothing dramatic or controversial about it. He just said, at Daytona and Talladega, with one lap to go, I will take fourth. I would take the fourth position over the first position.
0: Oh heck yeah!
1: Any day of the week.
0: You and, see a white flag as a leader, you know you're sitting duck. Right, and
1: and that's experience talking, you know. I mean, every driver out there on those, whether it's Daytona or Talladega, I mean, any track for that matter, but especially Daytona or Talladega, you want the clean air. So, I mean, the front position is key. Right. So, for, for a Hall of Famer, for a three-time champion to say, I'll take fourth position over first any day, and have a better shot at winning that race, and that's 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 what's going on with Chevy lagging and Ford being out front, or Toyota being out front when it's coming down to the checkers. Yeah, is Chevy's? It's almost like they're just sitting there waiting for what to... they what they know is going to happen. Somebody's going to make a move, mm-hmm. and shit's going to come
0: apart, or that leader's going to block, yep. and and here, they'll take here it the others.
1: They'll yeah. take the other side and it's, I mean, any one of the teams can do it, but Ford's all Ford's have that edge in this new gen car right now. Cause they train together, you know, better. They pile up better in line. Um, I feel like, and I've heard other, uh, analysts make the same comment on these races, train style racing. Ford's just line up better. The Chevys are two pointed. Yeah. Uh, But, um, I just feel like it's, that's, that's the way it's happening right now. And there's only one Ford driver that, and I'm a Ford guy, there's only one Ford driver that I could say I would ride with that guy on the last lap of the race. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Brad Keselowski. That's that's who I thought you were going to say, yeah. You know, and... And I've never heard it talked about. I've never heard it discussed or analyzed on on a race or nothing. But, you know, I think I said it on one of the previous podcasts. It's like when in these super speedway races, when Brad Kozlowski is the first one to jump out of line to go go for that leader, go for that win on the last lap of one of these races, when he's the first one to jump out of line, he always wins. Yeah. When somebody else makes that jump before him, he doesn't because it's something in his head
0: he can see it he's yeah. he's playing two moves ahead of everybody else and i think you know there was a big thing with Dale Earnhardt when he was alive he always said you know i can see the air coming off of these cars in front of me and everybody's like you're crazy you can't see it but when you're in them cars you can see things you can see you know how them cars handle you know how they react to cars being beside them in front of them behind well, them I mean, and all that stuff you he, see the he, air bubbles he
1: pretty much invented this
0: odd draft yes dill Earnhardt did you know and i think brad k is kind of along them same lines because he may not be able to see the air coming off but he can see he's out there i don't know how to say this but it's like i'm not a star trek guy but you know spock was always playing like chess that was stacked like four or five levels high like some kind of super chess you know I feel like Brad Kay's playing that game while everybody else is just playing the normal one-level chess. It's like he's just two steps ahead of everybody all the time on these super speedways. And he is—he knows what to do, and he knows when to do it. Yeah, that's the key right
1: there is he knows when to do it. And and every one of these cars, you know, he's not driving (laughs) the same car every year at Talladega and the same car every year at Daytona. He's spending every lap out there from lap one to the final lap learning this car where Mm -hmm. it picks up where it where it where it lows out uh how it handles coming out of turn three how it handles going into turn four you know i mean he's he is collecting every bit of this data in his head every lap and i think that's the kind of guy he is it's he's a i don't know like like i said i think he's just got this sixth sense but he's he's running all this information through his head and he's he knows before the final lap if i'm up front on the final lap that right here at this point is where i've got to go i've got to i've got to start i've got to be high on the track and i got to come low right here and go Mm -hmm. Uh, and if i'm not up front i'm not making that move
0: oh and he knows and yes i agree 100 percent with everything you're saying and it's like he knows if I'm running 6th, this is when I need to make my move. Yeah. If I'm running 14th, this is when I need to make my move. Right. If I'm running 21st, this is, you know, no matter where he's at on the track, he knows if I'm here, this is when I need to make it. And, and he's not only doing that just with his own car, he's doing that with everybody around him. He's like, okay, Logano can push, I can use him as a partner, or Larson, his car's just sucking, I can't use him. So he's eliminating end-of-the-race partners during the race yeah you know yeah so he's
1: and he's ta- he's talking to his crew chief and i mean this is all public information anybody watching the race if nascar broadcast it um he's talking to his crew chief when you know like when he was with penske you know he's talking to his crew chief saying hey tell 22's tell let 22 know i'm riding behind him or let the 12 know he needs to push me when we get to this point. You know, I mean he's he's having those communications because he I mean it's almost like he's orchestrating for other his teammates. Right. You know, and because he's already planning laps ahead of mm-hmm. of where he needs to be and what's gonna set them up for success. Yeah.
0: And <clears throat> Or if that, he sees that guy like three rows three cars ahead of him say hey tell such and such tell the 12 car when i get to him we're gonna we're gonna go to the front together or something like that you know that way when that 12 car sees him he knows what to do just already go. and it's just just go.
1: go so i don't bump him so i don't yeah yeah
0: so he's ready for it and it's just it works smooth as silk and
1: and i think him i think it's i feel like that's something he can't he can't not every driver out there can do that right but i, fa- I think he found in his two me and his two in his new teammate somebody that can do that the way him and chris Bush are working together it's it's phenomenal i mean it's like the rock and roll express yeah. you know i mean these guys are i mean <laughs> they're the on left, the same page yeah the left hand's doing what the right hand's doing you know right and it's like he found that one guy out there on the track that can most relate to him can most understand what he's laying down, yeah. You know, I've always
0: viewed them too as as one is um, one is the brains and the other is the brawn. You know, like Busher is just he's the ballsy guy that's going to get in, just pedal down, let's go, and then he's
1: that thir- Thursday night dirt track
0: hometown yeah. racer. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the floor. I'm not <laughs> lifting. I'm gonna see what happens. You know, and and and. That's the brawn part of it, where I'm just going to muscle my way through. No finesse. Yes, but he does have finesse. But he does have finesse, and Kozlowski is the brains of it. So he's, you know, he's, he's the maestro behind the scenes. But you know, it's and it just works. There,
1: you know, just like I had, you know, there's people that try to teach me things or explain to explain things to me, and I don't, I don't get a damn bit of what they're saying. <laughs> right. But then there's people. I mean. They're giving it to me in a whole paragraph. You could give me three words, and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's it's like that, and I think Busher and Brad are like that. They 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 think alike. Maybe they didn't before Brad joined the team, but Brad found that that teammate, that person he's going to be investing in after he retires, even mm-hmm. that exactly what brad says chris understands it
0: yeah and and he trusts it yeah so and that that means a lot so i think you're right it's uh
1: but you know i mean one thing brad can't predict and brad can't plan for no no driver on that track nobody in that crowd nobody watching at home it's impossible you nobody can predict which car is going to jump out first right in these so that's usually what bites Brad, is um, he already has his plan in mind and in motion, but it's here, here the past few years, it's like somebody's jumping out way too early, yeah, and it's throwing his plan right out the window. That's really the only defense to Brad Kozlowski's yeah. uh,
0: process. Right. I can see that. He's he's playing offense so much of that race, and he's planning out his end-of-the-race strategy that when it comes time to get there, you know, and then somebody like Ricky Stenhouse jumps out to go, and it's like, oh, crap, there, there it went. Let's yeah. just hold on and yeah. see what happens. You
1: can't play in defense. Right. And there's It's impossible to play because you don't know who's going to go, and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. When Stenhouse jumps out, it usually there's a big wreck that follows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they call him Wrecky House for a reason. <laughs> right.
1: Now, you know, I mean, when McDowell won, um, you know, it was a Lugano Blaney, two teammates that got tangled up in front of him. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't happy about it. Right. I didn't have either one of them in the fantasy league either. You know, I was just, I was very disappointed in seeing it because that's, that's one of my teams. You know, I, I'm a Ford guy and I would rather have seen Blaney win than Logano, but I'd have been happy if any Ford would have won, which, which did. McDowell won. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's exactly why Stewart said what he said because McDowell was in that third spot.
0: Yeah, and, and that's and- – Daytona and Talladega, it's 50% luck, 50% skill and strategy because, you know, you can plan that whole race, but then right there on that last lap, pff, something happens, and then, you know, it's just kind of, it's either given to you or it's taken away from you, even though you followed your strategy to well, a key, I mean, it's, and it's just uh, taken you, away. I mean, imagine,
1: you, you have a, you can only have a plan for 199 laps. Right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you thought oh, yeah. you execute that plan perfectly mm-hmm. i mean and you've
0: even got your partner with you that right, you want right you yeah. you've
1: executed perfectly for 199 laps mm-hmm. your your pit team the driver your teammates everybody has executed perfectly that last lap
0: yep, something it goes happens.
1: All, it all goes out the window that's a bad day at work right there. That is.
0: That makes you cuss. <laughs> it makes you but, say a lot of bad words, but, but it could work out.
1: But that's you know? everybody's got a different a lot a lot of these drivers and teams are in different situations mm-hmm. at this race. Yeah. You know, you got you got a lot of big name drivers. You got Chase Elliott, you got Bowman, um Suarez. Um Almondinger that have to win to get in, you know, um uh, they're not going to do it on points. Right. So their strategy is going to be different than Byron's and Blaney's and Logano's. Mm-hmm. You know, Harvick's one of them that
0: has to win to get in. Well, he's locked in on points now. But uh, if but a new if a
1: if a, if a new driver wins. Want no no, 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 there still is one spot even yeah.
0: Yeah, and Bubba's in that spot. Gotcha. So Bubba is the only one that is not locked I mean, he's in right now. If everything goes right and everybody plays good, he should be in the in the playoffs. Right. But
1: But if Chase Elliott wins or Todd Gilliland wins or somebody hasn't won this year. Then Bubba's out. Then Bubba's out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking so, Harvick was would be the bump. But
0: Yeah. I think Harvick and Keselowski are in on points and they're locked in. So, Bubba is the only one that that can be bumped right now, and I remember you made that prediction that he would get bumped. So we'll see what happens. I
1: still think we'll have a first-time winner for the season.
0: I I don't doubt it at Daytona. Yes, it could be anybody. Yeah, it could be you know, it could be B.J. McLeod, Eric Almirola, Almirola, Ryan Priest, you know, Kevin Harvick. Could be. <laughs> He needs a win. I mean, I want. He does to. need to win. I just want to see him win, just because I think when when if Kevin Harvick can pull out a win this year, no matter where it's at, I think you're going to see. It's going to be at Phoenix. It might be. Could be. Um, you're just going to see a lot of joy on the old man's face because I think he's going to savor it. You know, because I believe he will know that that's his last NASCAR win. Yeah. So he's going to enjoy that moment he's going to be in that moment it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch from a fan's perspective if you're a fan of kevin harvick or have been at any yeah, time we all you know, know which, i am and yeah. we all have been i yes. think I mean it's, uh, who cannot pull for kevin Harvick? you right. know i mean i know a lot of people say they can't but when it actually happens it's one of them feel good moments you know like McDowell at indie it's just just well, uh, let the emotions do what they're gonna do and and enjoy the moment and and move on after that so uh,
1: so this saturday night it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very slobber knocker it's gonna be a slobber knocker but it's gonna be a very exciting anticipated um emotional race for a lot of people you know i mean this is a i love this race Mm -hmm. Um, i mean the daytona 500 is a classic race we all know that i mean that just one of the most famous races in the world. Yeah. Indy 500, Daytona 500, you know. Uh,
0: but all it comes with is the title. Exactly. Of winning it.
1: But I am more of a fan of the Daytona night race. Yeah. I always have been. I love racing under the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the track as a fan, I love going at night.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it, it just hypes up the atmosphere you so got, much You got the more.
1: dark skies. You got the bright lights, the beautiful cars, the horsepower, the sound of mm-hmm. horsepower, the smell of fuel, and the smell of these tires. Mm-hmm. You know, and anybody has been knows that smell. I mean, you can't duplicate it. Or I've uh, told my
0: wife for years I need to bottle up that if smell.
1: If they could make a cologne like that, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who I would trust to do it, but uh, maybe Stuart Haas <laughs> Racing needs to come out with a... Uh, Saturday night racetrack scent.
0: Yeah. You know. That'd be cool. Yeah. The smell of the tires. And he's and the exhaust. he's he's
1: got a he's got a pretty badass wife. Yeah. Tony does, Leah Pruitt. She's right. a big time NHRA racer. Um so she's no no stranger to horsepower and fuel smells. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So and she's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got the perfect person on his side to say what do you think about this cologne? And if she signs off on it, boy, it's good to see, go. Go ahead and send me a few bottles, Tony. I'm telling you now. Yeah. <laughs> you Call it smoke by smoke.
0: There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Yeah, Tony.
1: Come on now. <laughs> Cut me in for a small percentage of that. There you
0: go. You're already doing the marketing for him. Half the work's done. Yep. Yeah. Um, along with this staying at Daytona, I think this week is going to be or this race is going to be interesting just because and i think nascar did it perfectly put a, a put a track like daytona or talladega as a cutoff absolutely because the viewership is going to be ridiculous yeah. and and this week being that it's getting into the playoffs or not you're going to have a lot of guys that are already locked in they're going to be playing defense and you're going to have a lot of guys that are not locked in Playing the offense, yes, and that's where it gets crazy. And at Daytona, Talladega, one wreck can take out half the field. So then you got the guys that are playing defense could get caught up in one of the offensive guys' mistake, and it's just.
1: And here's a race. I mean, all year long, these teams have every team out there, every driver and car out there has fought and fought and fought and fought for twenty six races.
0: You
1: know saturday night being the 26th race of the season but this race the last race of the regular season gives every one of them 39 drivers a chance to get in to yeah. the chase into the championship <clears throat> chase you get i mean bj mcleod todd gilliman these guys that have never won a race at the at the next Hill cup level every one of them have a shot they all 39 cars have an equal amount of chance of getting into the playoffs in this one race. Yep. And that's what makes it so awesome and exciting. Yep. As the bubble race between the regular season and the chase.
0: Anybody can win and everybody wants it. Yep. And you got the best in the world going at it. Um, have you seen who the favorite is to win this race?
1: I think it's Chase Elliott. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you think about I that? I don't
1: agree with it. <laughs> I, don't I mean, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think he's a fan favorite. I think more people are pulling for him to win the race than in any other driver. But here's here's my thing. The team that puts the most work in deserves it. Yeah. And the number nine team has not put the work in. No. Nobody on that. I'm not saying every crew member and garage member and engineer and owner. I'm not, I'm not, not talking about them individually. The driver has not... The driver's committed. been absent almost this, half The, the year. driver hasn't been committed this year. Yeah. The crew chief hasn't been committed this year. And those two variables right there will break a team. Oh, yeah. So, no, I, I hope Chase Elliott does not win this race.
0: I'll say it. <laughs> I, I don't want him. There's, I'm and torn. if you
1: don't like what I'm saying, you can call our HR
0: department. That's right.
1: <laughs> Numbers on the website.
0: Yep. <laughs> I think um, I, I'm along with you. I don't I don't want to see Chase Elliott win. I, I mean, the problem of haven't earned of him. It. Exactly. That's why. Brad
1: Keselowski deserves this win. Yes.
0: I mean, there are...
1: And I didn't pick him for the Fantasy League. But yeah. Brad Keselowski more than anybody else. I mean, I think there's
0: 20 other guys out there who deserve obviously. this win yeah. more than Kevin Chase Harvick. Elliott does. Yes. He's been solid all year. And I think that... I kind of want to see, and this is just the evil side of me coming out, but I kind of want to see Chase Elliott squirm a little bit. I mean, his job is safe. You know, Rick's not getting rid of him. I mean, he makes more just in autographs and merchandise sales than yeah. he does probably on the track. But so Rick's not—he's not going anywhere. But still, just the fact of him knowing. Because he he's never missed the playoffs yet,
1: he needs to know how serious to take his job.
0: Yes, because you know? there are a slew of drivers out there that can fill that seat. Oh, I
1: know two right off the bat. I
0: guarantee it. <laughs> um, and do better than do better than what his results have shown this year.
1: It's almost like Chase is taking his job for granted
0: yeah. right now. Yeah, and it's almost like it's just another day. Just another yeah. day going through the motions. Well, you can go through the motions, but if you don't successfully go through the motions on occasion. And and NASCAR's set up now. It's not like it used to be, where every race really mattered. Used to. To build them points. It was always points, 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 points. Now you can get lucky and win one race, like SVG did at Chicago, and if he was full time, he'd be in the playoffs. And then you know. Right there's most of what you' what you set out to accomplish is making the playoffs. And then once you get in the playoffs, and then it becomes a whole nother season. A ten race season,
1: right? You know, but, to but, win the championship. But you're also, you know, when those last ten races start, when the chase starts, those are the sixteen cars that get talked about, mm-hmm. and that's what sponsorship and dollars and they get the most TV
0: time, right? Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: and that's what they're on TV the most, they're talked about the most. The, uh, that's what them sponsors want, mm-hmm. and when that Napa car is not one of them cars, now you now you're risking millions of dollars with Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, I don't care whose son you are. I don't care if you're the most popular driver or not. You're you're hurting my bank account now. Yep, you know, and we're gonna have that talk, you know. And
0: and Chase Elliott's always had the best equipment. You know, I mean, as soon as he came in, he's he's driving for Hendrick, so he he came in to the best equipment. Let's, if something was to happen, and Chase Elliott had to take a a lesser seat for so so someone seventy
1: eight. Let's yeah. say he's in the Furniture so Row
0: 78 car. And what can he do with that? Can he... Let's let's just say him and McDowell switch seats.
1: Okay.
0: I think McDowell can be more successful in that Hendrick car than he is in the Furniture Row car.
1: Or is he, it furniture Row front or Front Row? row. I keep front confusing row. them. For, cause furniture Row is a 78. For, yeah.
0: for uh, when, yeah, he drove... Truex drove for Furniture BJ Row. BJ McCloud's in that car now. Okay. So, uh, my bad. I always confused now. So yeah. Let's he's say in front row. McDowell goes to Hendrick and Elliot goes front to front row. row. Do you think Elliott's gonna be as successful and win as many races as he did in a Hendrick car? I don't think so. Um No. But you know, but he didn't have to work his way up. He was he was just like Ty Gibbs, he's getting into a top tier seat. And he's never really had to prove himself with a lesser tier seat. Right. I mean, he you know paid I mean? his
1: dues. He started off racing go-karts and worked <clears> his way up. You know, I mean, he, he did do that, but I mean, he he had Bill Elliott behind him.
0: Right. And he had the name and he had the...
1: The money, the
0: the opportunity. Yes. So every everybody. ride he's ever had, he's been in best top tier equipment. Yeah. So what can he do if... Bill didn't have that. No, Bill didn't. Right. But Bill could drive that car, and I'm exactly. not saying Chase can't. But I'm just saying, you know.
1: Maybe maybe knocking him down a spot. Just with, to put that thought in his up. head. Yes,
0: right. and then because I think if if he felt the pressure, I'm sure he's feeling it this year. But if he really felt the pressure and he don't make it, he might come out of the gate pretty hard next year. Because I think there's going to be a conversation between him and brick and, Je- and i know Jeff. what he
1: probably won't be doing next year
0: i can't yeah no Snowboard. he won't be doing next year. <laughs> yeah
1: but maybe he will too maybe he's just that guy that's like i'm gonna do he what he seems I pretty
0: chill no matter what i mean he seems pretty yeah, laid yeah. back and
1: yeah i mean body language wise it's not he's not shaking right that that would concern me as a team owner
0: but he still have chances so that might be why he's not shaking
1: Right, but but once he runs out of chance.
0: Right, once he runs out of chances and he didn't make it, then what's that body language going to say? Because now the TV's ain't coming to you, he, you to talk to you. Do you, you
1: think he's going to be embarrassed? He should be. Do you think he will be?
0: I think he will be a little bit, but he might not show it. Yeah. Because he should be. I mean, he's
1: He should be, absolutely. If you say
0: at he the should beginning be. of the year, if I t- if I ask you at the beginning of the year, Give me five drivers that are guaranteed to make the playoffs. In your mind, Chase Elliott's probably going to be one of them drivers, right?
1: Yeah, I can tell you right now. The I can say these four will be in the playoffs, and I'll say this: I would have said this at the beginning of the year. Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney, or Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney would have been my fifth. Yeah, I mean, I can answer it that quick. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'd agree with every one of them. Um, but instead of that, he's sitting in 21st spot, hoping that he can make it at Daytona. That's, you're getting paid too much money, son, to be sitting there in that position. Well, I mean... Point blank, that's...
1: Let me, let me me put this... And he did it to himself. Let me plant this seed in your head. And, and I've thought about this a lot over the last week, because... I was, I had, I had a lot wrapped up in Chase Elliott at Watkins Glen. <laughs> Me too. So, right. But I stewed on this for, for a few nights over the last week and was going to talk to you about it today and to our fans. But, uh, what if the Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson, Gustafson relationship isn't that good? Might what if be. Gustafson is saying, fuck you, Chase. I can go to any team and be a crew chief. You know what I'm that's saying? That's possible. What if? What if, and, and I'm <clears> not saying that's... I don't know any inside information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that out there. But mm-hmm. what if...
0: He's sabotaging him.
1: What if he's so pissed that Chase has put them in this situation, his team... His right. bonuses. I can see that. In this situation that he's like, yeah, I mean, this is your best chance to win. Let's see how you do. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, sorry. Fuck. That's, I made a mistake. Bad communication. Mm-hmm. How do you
0: like it now? Yeah, because it's very easy to point to Chase and say, you put us all in this position. Right. So... We wouldn't be in this position if you wouldn't have... If you wouldn't have been snowboarding, if yeah, you wouldn't have lost your cool.
1: Caused a wreck with Denny Hamlin. I mean, all there's so many scenarios. <laughs> I mean, Chase has got more strikes against him than Allen does. Right. So we don't we don't see that behind the scenes mm-hmm. shit with any race team. Right. But, but what if the Allen Gustafson and the Chase Elliott relationship is shit? What if Allen Gustafson is saying... Fuck you, dude. Could be. You know what I mean. You know. And how you like it when it's out of your hands and you don't have no control over winning the race? It's like we didn't have no control over losing or winning the race when
0: you, yeah, shit on us. It's very possible. I never thought about that. It could be a scenario. Could be. Could I guess be. we. Might. But I think the bad the bad part about that is. If anybody loses their job over this, it's going to be Gustafson instead of Elliott. Right. When when Elliott set out, what, seven races?
1: Most, most, yeah, most times. Due to
0: his own neglect. Right. Most of the time,
1: and it's happened with Gibbs, it's happened with Stuart Haas, it's happened with Hendricks. Most of the time when they change up a driver-crew chief combination, they change it within the organization like they might they might take Gustus and put him on Alex Bowman's team next year. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that where they can find that that uh, balance. Mm-hmm. And Chase could get Bowman's crew chief. You know, they'll make a change like that. Yeah. More often than they'll say, Alan, you're, you're fired, out. get out." And he has to turn his resume into Front row and Stuart Haas and all these other guys. Yeah, but I mean, Allen, fantastic crew chief for Dale Junior for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Dale Junior has always had Allen's back, <clears throat> and said hey, I wouldn't have had the success I had not for that man. Yeah, you know. So, is it is that a possibility? Is it is it Allen? putting the middle finger up at Chase and saying,
0: No, what are you gonna do? Could be. Never thought of that. We'll find out. Yep. And and I've said it the whole time, if if whatever happens with Chase this year, it's on him. Making the playoffs or not. It's completely on him. And he just needs to do better. You know? I know he he knows he's the golden child. And I think that complacency has led him to this right
1: and he needs to he needs to put his team first Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not i don't i don't know if he's got a wife and kids i don't think he does but it doesn't matter if he does is what i'm saying because there's a whole field of drivers out there that do have a wife and kids and they all as far as i know put put their career first Mm -hmm. i mean you've got to have to be in to be in a sport like that, to be at that level, you've got to have an understanding wife and kids. You got to have an understanding family that says, "Go, Dad." Yeah. You know, I support you. I, I wish you were home, but I support you
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you are taking care of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are following your dream, and you are doing us good. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I am sure it's hard on all those drivers to and teams to miss out on the family time they miss out on, but they're they're following a lifelong dream. So, you got to find a woman that can support that. Um, there's no driver out there that could have a career with their wife texting all during the race, saying you need to come home. You know, right. <laughs> so can you pick a, up some milk on the way home. Right. <laughs> when are you gonna be home? Is the race about over? Yeah. You know. Uh, but I mean, you they got to have that. They've got to have that. That solid solidarity and priority in life. Right. Yeah. But you didn't these drivers didn't work their whole life from the time they were five years old till the time they got to this level to to not take it serious mm-hmm. and and i feel like that's where chase elliott's at is he's he knows he's got a name he knows he can go race anywhere he wants to race hell he could show up at Scottsburg walmart put a sign in the front door to say i'll sign autographs for twenty dollars a piece and he can make a living yeah doing that <laughs> yeah. you know -hmm. And because of his name, but he's at that point where he needs he needs to open his eyes and realize that he's got a beautiful thing. He's got a thing in his hands right now that most people people dream about. People dream about it, Mm -hmm. you know. And if he don't start taking it more serious, he's gonna lose it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Along with what you're saying, like look at somebody like Chase Briscoe you know, he's the wife, the kids, he's following that dream, he's realizing that... He about lost his dream. Yeah. And so, I mean, he knows what he's got and he's going to fight to keep that. I mean... That guy was out there racing how many races this year with a broken thumb? Right. Four or five races? Uh, and doing damn good with a broken thumb. Right. I'm
1: thinking about breaking it next time I see I him. I guarantee Because
0: look at the shirt I'm
1: wearing right I know. now. Chase Briscoe, number 14. Yeah. You know, I mean, man's tractor. So it's like I mean?
0: next time I pick Chase Briscoe in a fantasy league, I'm going to say, hey, stop by here so I can break your thumb real quick. Right. So that way you'll do good. You get a top five. But, I mean, <laughs> he, he
1: was that guy, you know, that if Chase Briscoe can physically Physically getting that car, he's going to get in it. Mm-hmm. And Smoke, he's got that knows, old that. School Smoke knows that. Smoke knows that, you know. And Chase, even you know, Briscoe even said in an interview, there was there was a one time where you know he was sleeping on a friend or a family member's couch, and he just knew he might as well pack up and go home because you know he wasn't going to make it to his career goals. You know, it'd be a full time Mexico Cub driver, and. He got a phone call from Stewart hoss you know, mm-hmm. and and it all came together, and that was just, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have worked as well for Briscoe if it had been another team that called him, but being that Southern Indiana boy that he is, and Tony Stewart being that Southern Indiana boy that he is, it just it was like a perfect fit, you know. Stewart knew where Chase was coming from, right you know, and he he heard what he was saying, and briscoe i have no doubt loves his family more than the sport mm-hmm. but i can promise you you're not mm-hmm. going to take that man's career without a fight guarantee it you know he's going to take it that serious
0: mm-hmm. as they all should as they and, all should and like we're saying we just don't see that from chase, well, I right? Think chase 30, Elliott right
1: now i think 37 38 of them are taking it that serious yeah
0: just one just happens to be just kind of going through the motions
1: He's, he's getting the same paycheck every week, whether he wins or
0: loses, you know, so. Well, he needs to think about what life's going to be like without that paycheck. Right. That might light the well, fire.
1: I mean, here's the... Chase should want to do better than what he's done this year because of what... I mean, every lap he makes around that track. I mean, you and I, we're not... We don't wear chase Elliott gear when we go to a race i mean Mm-mm. i've got my chase briscoe shirt on right now i mean we we wear odd and in nascar gear and neither one of us own anything chase Elliott though no um but when you go to any nascar race what's 85 percent of the of the fans got on
0: chase Elliott stuff, right
1: and that's great you know they're <laughs> buying his shit and that's fantastic even though i'm not that guy that's buying it I think it's fantastic. They're supporting somebody. Mm-hmm. They're supporting the sport. And that's what Chase needs to start taking serious, is how many people show up, take time out of their family life every week. You know, they go to a different city every week and shit for a race. But how many people are showing up with his stuff on to see him succeed? Every one of them. Right, 85% of them. hmm you know that that that, and his family name is what he needs to start taking more serious. Those yeah. fans being number one.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. Um, there is more
1: Napa sponsorship at any of the thirty-six <laughs> NASCAR races and, than any Napa store
0: I've ever seen. Yeah, you know that's that's insane. And, and they're and Napa's counting on him to do good. Right. You know, obviously, but because they're going to sell merchandise that has Napa on it. So, I mean, you're making money for everyone around you.
1: I mean, when you see 80,000 people with a Napa hat or a Napa bag or a Napa shirt, even women cut off Napa shirts. I love saying it, you know. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I mean, for the Napa or for the cutoff? Yeah. So. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think about, think about that.
0: You go That'd to anywhere, crazy. You see eighty thousand people wearing. I couldn't imagine if that was Napa. you in that seat. Could you imagine when you roll that car out and just everybody or a ton of people in them stands have your stuff on? Right. How would that make you feel? It's like, and he's let's always, go win this thing. I mean,
1: how many driver introductions have we been to? We've been to a few, you mm-hmm. know? Chase Elliott's always the loudest. I mean, when Bristol... Bristol is like a... Coliseum.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. The last great one. But,
1: you know, it's like a bowl. Mm-hmm. And when that many people... Cheer that loudly... It, it, it just deafening. goes. It's deafening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And... To, for him to be able to walk out on that stage every race, every week, and, and hear that and not take it serious, says a lot to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it gives me goosebumps just being there in the crowd with the people hearing this,
0: you know. Yeah and it's almost like Elvis Presley walks out right you know or or Michael Jackson or, or somebody that huge right you know
1: you know it's it's insane and I mean I would I would love to do it once yeah and he does it 36 times a year every week you know and or should be doing it 36 times a year but he's I feel like he's taking it for granted
0: I agree with that, and I think he needs. I think he needs a little bit of a uh, stern wake up call by Big Rick. Is what he needs.
1: I think. I think Awesome Bill from Dawsonville needs to step get a hold in. of him too. I think that's what would wake him up more than anything.
0: Good, you know. Um, I mean, when the old man gripes at you, you take it to heart. Yeah, you know. And I
1: mean, you might not like it when he's saying it, but when you walk away where he walks away it sinks in Mm -hmm. you know and and bill is that i don't know bill but he's that kind of driver that even talking to me as a fan you know whatever when he talks everybody shuts up and listens Mm -hmm. you know because he he did it he earned it and he's one of them guys that
0: he went toe-to-toe with the great one you know and didn't back down and right. at that commands some so much respect. So I mean, to
1: me, I feel like if if Bill stepped in, and maybe he has already, I don't. We don't know, you know. Right. But I would assume he would because if I was his dad, I would have. And. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd have been griping because, I'd have been chewing on his ear the whole time he was sitting back oh, with before, his leg oh, he, oh, I'd have been remember?
1: I'd have been tearing his ass when he said dad I'm going snowboarding this weekend yeah. I'd have been tearing his ass then you yeah know? and um, but I don't I don't know what kind of relationship him and Rick have but well he's I, a golden boy so I, honest, really I honestly I honestly feel like Chase is and I could be wrong And I'd love for Chase to walk in here right now and sit down and do this podcast with us. And I'd be saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. This is what I'm, this is my perception. And Dr. Phil would tell you, you know, perception is real because that's what you believe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I would tell him that sitting right here in between me and you right now is my perception is you don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And. I almost feel like he don't give a shit what Rick says because he's just a team owner. If if you don't like what I'm doing, Rick, just don't re-sign me and I'll go drive somewhere else. Smoke will take me. Roger will take me. Yeah. 23XI will take me. You know,
0: I, and I really, and they would. I, I feel like he probably really is thinking that. Yeah. You know, I can go drive anywhere. Yeah.
1: If you don't like me, just don't re-sign me. If you don't like what I'm doing, if you're not gonna let me do what I want, don't resign me. Could be, and that's not fair.
0: That's not fair to Rick. No, it's, it's not, not fair, fair to Rick. Jeff. You know, and that's. Do you the, think? Do you think? If that was, let's take a scenario. Let's take a wild scenario, and let's say that we're sitting in the in their little war room with Jeff and Rick and Gustafson and Chase, and let's say Chase says that. Well, I'm sucking this year. Just cut me. I'll go drive somewhere else. I can drive anywhere else. <clears throat> what do you think would be going through Rick's head? Do you think Rick could actually do that?
1: I think Rick's, what would go through Rick's head is there's something more going on with this boy. This boy's a young man.
0: He doesn't he, see the big picture. He, do,
1: he doesn't see the big picture. Maybe he's got something going on we don't know about because he's just throwing his life away right now. And I don't want that for the kid. I've invested too much in him. I've developed a relationship with him. I would be saying, I'd be saying, Alan, get out of the room because we're (laughs) going to talk personal Mm -hmm. and it's none of Alan's business. Jeff should be in there because he's part owner and he's got skin in the game. And I'd say, hey, are you going through some mental health crisis? Are you going, are you going, are you depressed? You know, talk to us. We're here for you. We support you. You know, that's the kind of person I think Rick would be. You know, if you just don't care anymore, tell me. If you don't want to be a NASCAR driver anymore, just tell me. And we can work it out. But if you've got something going on, talk to us. We're your family. You know, and them race teams are families. Yeah. They spend more time together, just like we spend more time at work than we do with our families, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. If I'm Big Rick, I'm going to pull him into... we're going to have that talk in the office, but I'm going to have, on a little board there hanging on the wall, I'm going to have about four replacement drivers, top names, of anybody that would be more than happy to sit in a Rick Hendrick car, and and I'm going to have some stats of what they've done this year, you know? And I'm, before we go into that meeting, I'm going to tell Jeff, I want you to scare the hell out of this boy, and I'm going to watch his reaction while you do it. And after all that takes place, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna start talking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go over every one of these replacement drivers, that to show what they've done, why they want it, what can they do for me as a team owner, what can they do for this team, what can they do for their crew chief, their 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 crew, you know, because that driver is making that crew money by yep. his success, you know. So, and I'm gonna do my best to. Bring the reality of the situation right there to his plate in front of him. And say, if you don't want to be here, that door's never locked. It's up to you. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to say, we're going to reevaluate after the season's over. That way he can be thinking about it the whole time. So even if he don't make the, the playoffs, you better have a good handful of top fives.
1: Right, but, you know what I mean. But you know as well as I do, in that situation, Chase's Chase's attitude is going to be, I'll never want for a seat. Cut him. Right, but you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to even let that that conversation that you just had with him. I don't think he's going to let it rattle him. Um,
0: you don't think cutting him will rattle him? And I'd wait till the very last moment, where it's hard to, where he can still find a ride. But it's going to be very hard for him. He's going to squirm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and knowing that, in the back of my mind, once the kid straightens up, he can always come back. Right. Because he's that talented of a driver. He's not...
1: As long as you don't like somebody's meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I mean, talent-wise, is he Kyle Busch? No. Not behind the wheel. Is he Kyle Larson? No.
1: Not behind the wheel.
0: Not behind the wheel. He don't put in the work, right. like
1: that.
0: I mean, these guys are out there. You see Kyle Busch driving anything with wheels. You see Kyle Larson driving anything with wheels. Five nights a week. What's Chase Elliott driving? One car, one day a week. That's it.
1: Except for Chili Bowl. And that's right before the. That's right before the Bristol Dirt
0: Race. Well, I've never seen. He, I've never he seen Chase it, Elliott. He was in it this year. Was he? Yeah. Now I know Bowman did, and I know Bill Bell and Morrison, I know Larson um, and Briscoe.
1: Briscoe and Chase did
0: it. See, I didn't. I didn't know that Chase Elliott did it. because yep. um, I know Tony Stewart did it all the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it was I think the kid just needs scared. Year. Is what I think.
1: And, and I'm not. am not opposed to that. But, but
0: not necessarily. Not. And I don't want to say scared. He, he needs. But to, he needs to be woken up to the reality of what he's involved with and how many people he's affecting by his decisions and
1: that's kind of what that's kind of what generated the thought of me saying and me thinking maybe this is Alan Gustafson putting his middle finger up at him and saying you know what you haven't gave two shits about me and the rest of these guys down here in the box Mm -hmm.
0: all year Mm -hmm. because those guys are still busting their ass while Josh Berry is driving a car
1: I mean if that jack man goes out there and drops the ball twice a season he's out he's replaced yeah absolutely Same with the gas man and the tire changer, and I mean, all those guys are. Why
0: aren't these drivers held to the same standard?
1: Right, because they're the face of the product on them cars.
0: Because they're making money, but they're not making as much money if they're not winning on occasion, exactly. and you don't have to win every week. No, you just got to win once.
1: There's just good. Once, there's that's good. Bo- there's good bonuses in those programs. Oh yeah,
0: you know, and
1: I don't. I don't know if it's the. I don't know if that's Chase's mentality of, like, uh, I don't know, because we don't know him. I don't know if it's his mentality of, well, I'll find a ride anywhere. Yeah. I hope it ain't.
0: Well, but, and it, it know, goes back to...
1: But that's what we're seeing. Right. You know, and that's... I mean,
0: it, go, that's it goes back to he don't know any differently. He's yeah. been in the great seat his whole his whole NASCAR career, his whole cup career, that he's got one of the best seats in the garage area and he don't know what it's like to struggle. He don't know what it's like to
1: fight for the playoffs.
0: Right. Wonder if you're going to have a ride tomorrow. You know, if I don't do good this season, it might be over for me. And then that big chape, that big paycheck becomes a zero, you know, and then you got to fight. Then you got to struggle. He don't know what that struggles about.
1: And earlier in our discussion, I asked if you thought he'd be embarrassed if he didn't make the chase. And I think he will. And I don't think he will be on TV. I think he'll have the perfect response of whatever he, whatever him and his team come up with, but I do feel like he'll be embarrassed, you know, before the driver introductions, when we see him behind the stage, behind mm-hmm. the curtain, all the drivers are sitting there in their chairs and walking around talking to each other. Um, down there on pit road, two hours before the race. I think those are the moments that he's going to be awkward and slightly embarrassed because his peers are judging him now. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where I think he'll take it to, I think that's where he'll take it to heart the most.
0: Could be right.
1: I don't think him sitting down on, um, on a, on a set for an interview or a post-race or a pre-race camera, I don't think he'll let that shake him. You know, he's always got his shades and his hat on, and I think he'll give it a quick answer, and it'll probably be something his PR team come up with really well. Oh, yeah. And he'll answer it just (laughs) like that. But when his peers are around him and the microphones and the cameras aren't, I think that's where it's going to bother him.
0: Yeah, because he knows he's not in the A group, yep. but Ricky Stenhouse is in the A group, and Michael McDowell is in the A group, and Chris Buescher is in the A group, but Chase Elliott is not. Yep. So, yeah, could be interesting. So we got a couple of rumors. We'll get off to Chase Elliott, for all you Chase Elliott fans out there who are tired of hearing us, dog your boy. We'll get off of that for a little while. A couple of rumors that I've been hearing about. Two rumors, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get your thoughts on it. We discussed it a little bit before we went on the air here, but I've heard that Stuart Haas is looking to sell up to two charters, which is interesting.
1: It surprised me.
0: It very, very much surprised me that they're looking to sell two, because they just signed Josh Berry.
1: I'm surprised they're looking to sell any, you know, but... True.
0: Well, that's, that's that's
1: the surprising part to me. Yes,
0: that's the surprising part. I think they've just. I think if they've had a stronger year, they might not be.
1: Yeah, but I can't. I can't see Stuart Haas being in a position where one year hurt him. You know what I True. mean? True. I just. But he also did venture pretty heavily into the uh,
0: the drag racing the drag
1: racing world. You know, so that could have financially. I don't know. You know, yeah. may, I don't know if funds got pulled from here to help with that. I don't know, but... Um,
0: well, it's just rumors, so we yeah. don't know if it's true. But I heard that they were looking to sell two charters, which <clears throat> charters are going, f- I've heard anywhere between 20 to $50 million a piece, which is crazy, in in my opinion. Um, and if you don't know what the benefit of a charter is, it's it's basically you pay this amount of money and you're guaranteed to race every week. You don't have to qualify to get in. You're you're guaranteed a spot into the starting lineup. Yeah. And along with that comes a bigger payout. Like SVG's team didn't have a charter for that car, so his winnings wasn't as great as it would have been had they had a charter. You right. know, they would have got paid more for having a charter. So that's that's the benefit of having a charter and that's kind of why they go for so much money is because it guarantees you a start. just spot. like the third
1: car with legacy this year remember uh jimmy johnson was supposed to race like six races mm-hmm. with the 84 car mm-hmm. it wasn't a charter car
0: right so he had to qualify so to he make had it. to
1: qualify to make it but they didn't lose anything either since jimmy couldn't you know jimmy had some personal family matters this year and yeah. didn't race those races so
0: yeah And the other rumor that I've heard is that a few weeks ago, back in Michigan, Denny Hamlin went and talked to the representatives from Ford, and now it is rumored that 23xi may be looking to switch manufacturers and go with Ford. So, with both of those two things coming out this week, after thinking about it, this is Put what I this together. is the com, this is the conclusion that I have come to, yes. I'm putting two to two together. Is that all last year Kyle Bush had an issue with finding, you know, um, finding a ride, sign, re signing that contract with Joe well, Gibbs. Joe
1: Gibbs well, had I'm, an I'm issue finding a sponsor. Right, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting quotes. there.
0: So so we have the whole Gibbs, Kyle Bush fiasco from last year right and it and we've seen how that played out Kyle Bush is not with Joe Gibbs this year so we all
1: knew what it was
0: we all knew what was going on but to hear them talk Kyle Bush was hopeful and Joe Gibbs was hopeful but I, you know, I think we all kind of knew that Joe Gibbs didn't want him back he wanted Ty in the car but there was other people watching that play out mainly a Denny Hamlin whose contract is up at the end of this year with Joe Gibbs Racing FedEx's contract is up at the end of this year and I don't know I don't know the ins and outs I don't know if if FedEx is sponsoring Denny Hamlin or if FedEx is sponsoring a Joe Gibbs car they
1: they sponsor those those cars, the Joe Gibbs car, yeah, that's okay. How, yeah, they so, signed a contract with the Gibbs racing team,
0: so it's widely known that this is FedEx's last year. Unless something major happens, they may re sign, who knows? But we don't know that, but they as of could, right now, they, they could out.
1: be more committed to Denny Hamlin than they are Joe Gibbs, right? But they signed that contract with, with Gibbs Motorsports, yes,
0: so. Watching that whole scenario play out. If you're Denny Hamlin, you're watching that whole scenario play out, and then you're watching Kyle Busch, who's been your teammate for years, struggle and he's a two-time champion. Whereas Denny Hamlin is not one of the a most Nextel successful Cup champion,
1: one of the most successful NASCAR drivers of all time.
0: Yes, I call it Nextel Cup. I'm sorry, it's I'm just gonna call it Cup champion.
1: What did I call it? I don't
0: remember. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, back in the day when it was Winston Winston, Cup for years, you know, it was it was one thing, but then it went to Sprint Cup, Nextel Cup, Monster Monster Cup. You know, I'm just gonna call it Cup Series. So, Um, so Denny Hamlin's watching a two-time Cup champion fight for a ride. So he, you know, in the back of his mind, he's got to be thinking, "That's me next year." So I think. Denny Hamlin is getting on the front end of this. He's going to be proactive instead of, instead of reactive. He's going to go ahead and find himself a seat next year and say, Joe, whatever, don't care. Peace. Yep, I'm out. You didn't want to sign it, somebody else did. I'm going to go ahead and sign with him. So I think Denny prediction. Hamlin, this is my bold prediction, that Denny Hamlin is going to, and 23XI, is going to go Ford next year, and Denny Hamlin is going to buy, and Michael Jordan, because they're the owners, they're going to buy one of the Stuart Haas... Charters? Charters. So that way Denny Hamlin, it's going to be like a three-car team with Bubba,
1: Reddick. Uh, just like Reddick.
0: Penske. Yeah, just like Penske, with Bubba, Reddick, and Denny Hamlin as the drivers. They're going to go Ford racing, and he don't have to wait on Joe to um, get a seat ready. And I think within a matter of two to three years, you're going to see Joe Gibbs Racing go from the oldest group of drivers to the youngest group of drivers. And I think um, because now you've got Christopher Bell, you've got Ty Gibbs, both young kids. Martin Truex. You've got Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin, the old-timers. I think if you take Hamlin out of that loop and put him in a Ford car with 23XI, that only leaves Martin Truex, and I think he's going to be done after next year. Yeah. I mean, he he waited... He's got a
1: year or two He
0: debated on it so long this year that I think next year will probably be done because he'll be surrounded by kids. He's got to be the teacher. You know, he's the grandpa of the group. I think he'll just be done. I mean, unless he wins a championship this year and he's really rolling next year, he might come for another year, but... I just don't see it happening. So then I think, who takes Denny Hamlin's seat? I think you're probably going to have John to go Hunter. with John Hunter Nemechek because he's a Toyota guy, and he's Sam he? Bayer. I mean, possibly. Um, but I think, I think it's going to be John Hunter. Is the leading candidate? I'd yeah. Say. So then you're going to have the three young guys and the old man with with Truex at at Gibbs. And then the next year after that, we'll see who's the top guy in Xfinity and Toyota and all that stuff. But I think, I think that's what's going to happen. Is that's just my opinion. So you, Stewart Haas is because Almarola is going to retire.
1: So you think Hamlin and Ford got the ball rolling? So twenty mm-hmm. XI jumps over to Ford, which wouldn't allow. Him, it wouldn't allow him. We talked about this earlier. It wouldn't allow him to stay with Gibbs because, right, because he would be a team owner. He would
0: be driving a Toyota car, but he owns Fords, right. so it would not allow him with that crossover mix, right? Whatever. Kind of like the Kyle Busch scenario when he went from Gibbs to Childress. He's going from a Toyota to Chevy. Well, his truck series, the truck garage that he owned was Toyotas. Well, now they're not. Toyota's going to be like, Psh, you're not driving for us. So why are we going to supply you with trucks? So now his truck series is is Chevy's, Chevy, yep. and I think that's going to be the same way for, I for think it has Denny to Hamlin. Be, uh, so,
1: but in all honesty, I would have, I would have a. It would be a. I'd be torn. I guess I'd say if I'm Denny Hamlin every week, I'd be torn on that racetrack every week because. I'm earning my paycheck in this car. But that paycheck I'm earning is paying for these cars that yes. are that are passing me or are right on my ass bumping me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to be a team owner, just like Smoke was, if I'm going to be a team owner, he drove one of his own stewart Hall's cars. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would have to do it to keep my mind right. And um, And I say that because the competitor in me, if I'm Denny Hamlin driving for JGR, the competitor in me is, if if we're on the final lap at Daytona, and Tyler Reddick or Bubba Wallace is in front of me, and I'm in second, I'm going to dump one of my very own cars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to crash one of my own cars to win this race because I'm a competitor first.
0: Right. And if but you're I'm, on the I'm, track, you have to be
1: right. So I'm getting ready to cost me and Michael Jordan some money because <laughs> I'm right. going to dump this car, <laughs> yeah, just so I can win. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I, I would I would be able to. I would need to find that piece and drive for my own
0: team. Right, you know what I mean. And, that's how my mind works. Yeah, and because if you're if you're owning Fords and driving for Toyota, you know the weaknesses of Fords or the weakness of Toyota and the strengths of Ford and the strengths of Toyota, and you can kind of use that against the other one. So, you know, you don't want to see, Toyota don't want to see Denny Hamlin pushing a Ford, Bubba Wallace or Tyler Reddick to, to a win.
1: Right, but also that company. Ford can't use your face for anything. Right. Because, yeah, you, your team owns Fords. But you're driving a Toyota every week. They cannot use your face for anything.
0: Mm-hmm. You're you're worthless to them. Mm-hmm. Until you're in one of them cars, right? So that's that's my bold prediction. With
1: it'll be interesting. With that,
0: there'll be some good off-season
1: news to talk
0: about. I think, <clears throat> and I think, and and possibly. So the question becomes: What's the holdup? If they were talking, why isn't anything signed? I think it's possibly. Denny Hamlin might be <clears throat> waiting to see if Joe Gibbs can sign him again, find that other sponsor. But knowing that in the back of his mind, he's got a he's got an escape route. Ford's going to take him if he can't decide. If but, Joe don't want to sign him or he can't find the sponsors, I'm using air quotes here, can't find the sponsors like he did with a two-time cup champion of Kyle Busch, the best driver on the track, I'm not gonna sit there and wait and squirm and hope and, and pray that things work out. I'm gonna give myself a certain date. Well, here's and the if thing. that date it don't come through, I'm cutting ties and I'm signing over here. Sorry, Joe, you took too long.
1: Right? You know? I mean you can't you can't when you have that much of, when you have that much of your salary invested in something like another racing team, you can't put it on hold. You can't wait. You know, and that's exactly where Kyle was. Kyle's got Kyle Busch Racing
0: you mm-hmm. know and you got a lot of people depending on that exactly, decision
1: there's a lot of mouths to feed mm-hmm. depending on that that ride. Yep, and it's it was taking a toll on Kyle so I don't think Denny will wait on Joe either but I think it would be very easy for Hamlin to exit JGR and take FedEx with him
0: I think so too
1: Because he's been the face of FedEx for so long.
0: Yeah, I think he's been a Coca-Cola face. Yeah, I think he can sign FedEx himself. Yeah, you know, whereas you're going to wait for I mean, I mean, I mean, who would not want to be affiliated with Michael Jordan, right? right? You know, FedEx is going. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I think that's my that's my prediction. Um, We'll see what happens with that. You know, a lot of my predictions, I'm like, eh, I don't know what I was thinking when I predicted that one, but
1: kind of like I th- you predicting Ford only <laughs> four wins. Yeah, I know where you, I know what you're thinking.
0: <laughs> but uh, so I think, I think this one might actually, might actually happen, because um, I think, I think Denny's just seen the effects that it had on Kyle, you know, emotionally, family-wise, st- all those, all those things, and Denny's like. I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm yeah. going to be on the front end of this. That's, so. a, that's a good... And I applaud that. You know, right. I mean...
1: You got to do you. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting my livelihood nobody in nobody else's <clears throat> hands. Right. So...
0: And if you do, you can't complain when whatever is, is dealt to you is dealt to you. Yeah. You know, so...
1: So I think that's a good... I think you're about right on the money there. It, I could see that happening. Yeah. So let's cool jump into up. Daytona real quick. Okay. Uh, Give me no fantasy included. Mm -hmm. Two winners and two dark horses. At Daytona. Saturday night racing. Two winners and two dark horses.
0: Two winners. Well, the strongest two people at these uh, super speedways is usually. I don't know. There's more than two. Bubba Wallace is always pretty good, you know. He's always pretty good, but I'm not. I'm not putting him in as my answer. So
1: he's not a closer, though.
0: Right. He he can run up front, but he can't finish the job. Denny Hamlin is pretty good.
1: He's great at the Daytona 500. Right. <laughs> um. Some. I think he's afraid of the dark or something. Right.
0: <laughs> Ryan Blaney is very good and Brad Kozlowski is very good. Um two winners. I, so you're asking who do I think could be Give me the two of the two of the potential winners.
1: Yeah, two which two drivers in your mind could We'll walk away with this race.
0: But you got guys like Austin Dillon, who seems like the only time he really performs is at Daytona or Talladega.
1: Um, I wouldn't even say Talladega. I'd just say Daytona.
0: <laughs> Michael McDowell is pretty good at super speedways. Suarez is He's pretty won good this at super race. speedways. AJ Allmendinger. all the guys in the bubble are good at super speedways. So I'm gonna say my my two Your two winners. My two winners is gonna be Ryan Blaney. That second one. And and Denny Hamlin.
1: See mine were Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski.
0: I almost said Brad Kay. Yeah. And I and you did. It. You yeah. did earlier. <laughs> I almost said it as my two, but my two winners. that.
1: that I, I could have wrote it down right here six weeks ago. Yeah. That Ryan Blaney and Brad Kozlowski were, were the, my two favorites to win this race.
0: Fantasy-wise, I almost picked Brad Kay. Did you? But I didn't.
1: But And it goes right back into the conversation we was having half an hour ago about brad being that guy with that sixth sense of Mm -hmm. setting up his whole night for that one lap yeah
0: um well mine goes to toyota and ford they just always seem to have the speed yeah at these tracks
1: um blaney i feel like he he is a young brad kuzlowski yeah i was thinking the same thing uh that's, I, I took Blaney in the Fantasy League, but this hasn't. that decision has nothing to do with that. That's the reason I've had him penciled in there for a minute. So my dark horses, however, I mean, this is one of them instances where you could throw a dart, you know? And yeah. Exactly. In, cause, because this <clears throat> isn't a Martinsville. This isn't a Kansas or a Vegas or a Phoenix. All 39 drivers have an equal chance of winning this race mm-hmm. so have you got dark horses yet I or do, you want me to I, throw mine out there
0: i do have two dark horses okay, go ahead i'm gonna say mcdowell and austin dillon okay i like it because they have the potential they both won on these super speedways before but they're they're not consistent but really who is you know
1: i'm gonna say chris busher and William Byron. William Byron has impressed the shit out of me this year. Yeah. he I mean, his 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 mind is at a different level than it was last
0: year. Right. I mean, you can tell.
1: Right. And it's not just.
0: He's just putting his head down and going to work.
1: It's not just your half mile, one mile tracks like Texas or Kansas or, you know, I mean, it's, this dude is doing, I mean, he's, he was solid on dirt this year Mm -hmm. he's won a road course this year he's winning i mean he's winning on everything yeah and you can't count him out
0: to be the guy to be the top guy at hendrick motorsports when you've got kyle larson and chase elliott and you're outperforming both of them hands over fist yeah Yeah. that says something
1: you're not just one race more right you were Kicking the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean he is, and you're having fun doing it. He's solidifying yeah. his career right now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is saying to Hendrick Motorsports, this William Byron and his crew and his crew are a great team. Yeah, don't change a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they haven't even entered the chase yet. They got five wins.
0: Yeah, they've matched Ford's wins. You know,
1: at five. So. I'm, and, and just like we talked an hour ago into this podcast, it seems like on these races, Ford and Toyota always up there battling for that lead on the last lap, but Chevy always walks away with it. They find a way. Yeah. And if there's a Chevy driver that's going to do it, I think it's going to be William Byron this year. And Could be. so those are my dark horses, Chris Busher because he's impressed me quite a bit this year. And William Byron has impressed me.
0: Yeah and I'm not a William Fantastic. Byron fan but he has he has impressed me. And I'm only not a William Byron fan because every time I've taken him in the fantasy league he always gets like 33rd, 35th, something like that. So I've always been a little bit sour on Byron and Bowman for the same reason. But yes, Byron is by far this year probably one of the best guys on the track. He's, I mean, he is the best, right? Usually usually it's Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson. But this year so Byron's putting his name out there. So shit. I think uh,
1: that's that's a definite. I think, you you know, it's one of them you hear at first mm-hmm. moments right here. Yeah. I say Blaney, Keselowski for the win. My dark horses are Busher and Byron. So I got the four Bs, Blaney, Brad, Busher, and Byron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So who's going to – let's talk about this bubble real quick, and then we're going to get into fantasy. So – you said a long time ago Bubba was going to get knocked out of it. Yep. Who do you think is going to take his spot if he gets knocked out? Brad. Brad's, well, already, he's Brad's in, locked in. He's in. Brad and Harvick are locked yeah. in. So you got right there Gibbs, Suarez, Dinger, Bowman, and Elliott are right below Bubba. But it could be somebody else. It could be a first-time winner. Yes, it yeah. could be a first-time winner. So and that's just going off the points. So, I mean, you've got... Anybody else out there? You could have an Austin Cedric that could win this. He has won it. He,
1: yeah. Uh, he's won at Daytona.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you I could mean, have an Austin Dillon who's not nowhere in the points conversation, but he could sneak a win in there, and yeah, then he's because he did that what last year, two years ago.
1: It's been a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know because I just gave you my my four. You know, my two winners, and my two dark horses, and. I think three of them have wins, you know, Brad doesn't, but he's already locked in. So
0: I think watch out for Ty Gibbs.
1: I could show you a message on my phone right now.
0: I almost picked him in a fantasy.
1: I could show you a message on my phone right now where Tony in, in our fantasy league, he texts me his pick and he said 54 at Daytona. And then he texts me right back like a minute later and said, sorry, I meant 34. And I said, I like your first pick better. Yeah. And you know, because I feel the same way. I think Ty Gibbs could pull something like this off. Yeah. You know, i've I've had, I've had those instances this year where coming into this season I wasn't a Ty Gibbs fan. I'm mm-hmm. still not. Right. I'm more. I'm I'm going that direction. I, I'm I can't see myself cheering for him at the races and Can shit. You put
0: but on a Ty Gibbs shirt. No, yeah.
1: Okay. No. I mean, he drives that, a Toyota. that tells your fan. He drives okay. a Toyota, right. so, so I mean, it's a, uh, and nothing against Toyota. I mean, you know, I'm glad they're there. You know, I'm glad they're contributing to the sport. Really, I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, he hasn't sold me on himself yet.
0: Right. Uh, he's I,
1: doing better than he was last year.
0: I'm not going to make my decision on anybody based on one year. Right. I agree. A new guy. Yeah, a new guy. Perfect way to say it. Now, somebody like Chase Elliott, who this isn't his first rodeo, I'll make my decision because this is whatever year number it is for him driving a car, and he's going to act like this. I'll make my decision. But Ty Gibbs, I'll give him at least two years, maybe three, and then I'll judge what I think of him uh, as far as a driver, you know. But I almost picked Ty Gibbs Fantasy League just because... He's a Toyota. It's fast.
1: He's that young kid that is going to go hungry. out there. He's yeah, exactly. He's hungry. He wants to make Papo happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that young. He's got that young enthusiasm in him where he's just going to go out there and hold that pedal down. Yeah. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to play it safe. I think he's got a good crew around him because Grandpa's not going to let him go out there with a gonna, half-ass crew, right? You know. He's going to have that right person in his grandson's ear. So when all that smoke starts rolling on that bank track, he's going to have somebody he knows that's going to tell him the right way to go. Right. Um, So Ty Gibbs, yeah. It it could could,
0: happen. It could happen. It could happen. And I think if, if any of those guys sitting below the cut line is going to make it, I think that's going to be the one that does. Now, I'm not gonna say whether I'm gonna be happy about that because like we said I don't I don't Ty Gibbs and Bubba Wallace for me are the same I have the same amount of fanhood for both which is neat I don't have any I don't really right. pull for either one yeah, of them
1: They both had me pissed over their past actions
0: yes so and because of that for both drivers I can't pull for either one of them right yet now I know this is gonna upset HR. Because he's a big Bubba fan. I, yeah. I mean we've it's well documented. You, I mean, I was I over there the other day uh, I and I seen the cutout.
1: We've been right. We've been <laughs> off the we haven't put a podcast out for two two weeks now and you're gonna hit you're gonna hit him on the Dallas Cowboys and Bubba Wallace <laughs> in the same episode. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're taking it hard on him right now.
0: <laughs> you know how hard he's been on me for twenty oh, something years. <laughs> I was there when you went to visit with him. Uh, but I know he's gonna have a he's gonna my phone's going to be lit up when he listens to this, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, I'm not the Bubba Wallace fan. He is. So that's just where I'm at with that. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. Bubba's going to fall out, and I think Ty Gibbs is going to take a spot.
1: Fantasy-wise, I need Bubba to go out there.
0: I need Bubba to crash go, early. I need, I need Bubba wise. to go
1: out there and lap two or three. Go ahead and just hit the wall and yeah. take it to the garage.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But fantasy wise, I, I'm right, right there with you. That's that's what I need to happen. I need, and what I need more than that, is for Alex Bowman to go out there and just totally wipe out because Jesus, that's he who. just
1: got the triple crown. <laughs> Alex Bowman, Cowboys, and Bubba Wallace. Jesus, you're gonna because get, you're HR gonna... has picked.
0: Alex You're going to make him drive over here and beat the <laughs>
1: shit out of you, ain't you?
0: I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but, uh,
1: You're at Player's Ranger coming up the road you barely just hide.
0: Guarantee it. <laughs> I'm going to send Jess to the door, so tell him I'm not home. <laughs> but fantasy-wise, I'm the only one that picked this driver, and I'm going to tell you why. I picked Joey Logano because, for one, I haven't used him yet, so I still got him twice. And this is one of them. Um, because I, I do... I almost picked Ty Gibbs. But the reason I didn't pick Gibbs is because at Daytona, I feel you need... Experience. An experienced guy that knows how this is going to play out. They've seen this thing numerous times. And I almost picked Brad Kay for the same reason. He's that experienced guy in a Ford that can be smart enough to dodge the big one he may not be out front all day but he he knows where to put himself towards the end of the race and he can dodge he's gonna, that big he's, whereas ty gibbs is going to be straight up like you just said he's going to put his foot down and he's going to look on is going out there
1: with a different comfort level than ty gibbs <clears throat> is. yes and we know that mm-hmm. you know and that's that's one thing that you have to take into consideration in the fantasy league on on drivers like this um like chicago this year we knew they was all gonna have the same butterflies in their stomach all 39 drivers mm-hmm. because none of them have done it yet on that course right <laughs> so i i get 100 percent exactly what you're saying i mean logano is going to go out there with a different comfort level one he's already got a, he's already in the chase he's not gonna he's not out he's gonna try to win because he's a competitor mm-hmm. but he don't
0: have to win Right, he's not going to be playing offense. He's going to be playing more defense than offense. Right, so and I think that's going to pay off. A this solid
1: weekend. finish is what you want. Yes, and Ty Gibbs, young gun, nerves. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he he veteran drivers all around him. Yeah, he don't want to piss one of them
0: off. So there's more stress to your situation. And he's got that yellow stripe on his back bumper. Not too many people are going to want to work with that. Right, you know. Yep. They they usually leave those yellow stripes out there high and dry.
1: I mean those yellow stripes are only beneficial when they're in the front of that chain. Right. I don't want a yellow stripe pushing me. No. I, push don't wanna, I don't want I
0: don't want to I don't really want to push a yellow stripe I'll, to be I'll, honest with I'll you. I'll
1: push one. Maybe not on the last lap. Right. But I I'll would push rather, it
0: into the infield.
1: <laughs> I would rather push one <laughs> than one push me. Yeah. You know, because
0: to me, you need an experienced guy that's going to know when to let quit pushing and when to get and back and where to, to push. Yes, if and you, I think that's that's why I went with Logano.
1: If I mean, it's a lot different pushing down a straightaway than it is pushing around three and four,
0: right? You know, yeah. And you went with Logano's teammate, Brian Blaney, yes, so who is usually. Yeah. always there in the front yeah he's a stud he might he might be three laps down early on <laughs> but somehow some way he he's gonna come back and he's gonna be right there at and the that, end. and
1: that's what i'm counting on is i hope this is the year where he says where he transitions from a young brad kozlowski to a experienced brad keselowski yeah (laughs) state of mind you know what i'm saying and And it could be
0: because i i think i think once brad k calls it quits then ryan blaney is going to be that well most knowledgeable super speedway driver yeah yeah
1: i mean he's just like dale earnhardt jr i mean dale had i mean how many wins at talladega you know i mean it's just stupid how many wins he's how many times he's won there uh same um, you know he's won a daytona uh but he Dale Jr. is just a great super speedway driver, and mm-hmm. Brad is in that league with Dale Jr. Yeah. and um, But part of the reason I took Blaney, too, is because Lugano's one on a super speedway. Cindric is one on a super speedway. and Blaney has one on a super speedway. All mm-hmm. three of these Penske boys know what it takes, and if them three can hook up and have the right plan at the right time, they can take it. They could. And that's the most solid three, I think, out of every team out there.
0: I had a bunch of drivers in mind because I was thinking I had Ty Gibbs in mind, I had Bubba in mind, I didn't have Suarez, of them in mind, I had Suarez in mind, the Dinger. Um, I
1: had Chastain and Larson in mind, but but yeah. and I still think it could happen. It could, but
0: it could. I've just got I, better places for those drivers. I have. As used, far as a pick,
1: I don't think I've used I think I've used I've used know, both of them. I don't once. even I've used Larson once. I don't think I've used Chastain once yet, and mm-hmm. I don't think I have a place for him.
0: I think you'll start seeing a different Ross Chastain once the playoffs start. You'll start seeing the Ross Chastain I I might, have, I might I think have, he's minding his P's and Q's because big Rick yelled at him
1: I might have used him once I can't remember if I have or not but um,
0: <clears throat> but it's gonna be interesting because there's so many picks on this board of Bubba Wallace there's like six or seven seven people I think pick Bubba and my it, wife being one of them right which
1: uh, you know her and HR is pretty tight
0: they are pretty tight so I um, mean I mean, that's who introduced me to her right. was was HR Scotty, and uh, and she always, if she has a choice, she's always gonna go with the black one. I don't know why, I, I, I don't know why that is, but that's just what she does. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I give her a hard time about oh yeah, just like a woman, you went with the black one, but yeah. and she laughs. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a joke between us. But uh, but she did go with Bubba this week. I know that's gonna make HR happy even though he didn't go with Bubba which really surprised me. I think he's saving him for the last two races.
1: He might be, but I, when he told me when he sent me his pick, I told him I was like, "You know, I mean, this is Bubba's best chance of getting in the playoffs and he's going to be pretty upset that the president of his fan club didn't pick him for this race
0: and he's going to be driving to your house now."
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, he's got his own strategy.
0: He made the pick.
1: He's not doing bad. He's
0: in third. Hunter passed him back.
1: Yeah, Hunter did pass him back. Another
0: rumor on the street, speaking of Hunter, another rumor on the street is that Hunter has now found the almanac. Yeah. I think he lost it for a while. I've talked to Hunter. It was under his work boots, I think, is what it was. It was, yeah. Well, I think Hunter has found the almanac. Either that or he just put it up for a little while just to make it look realistic. Like he's fallen a little bit now. He's gonna he's gonna make a it run. It for didn't it.
1: take him long to get back up into the no top two spots. And
0: I mean, what was he last week? Fifth to go from fifth to second. Right. That's that's a pretty good jump in the top five. And so I think Hunter has found the almanac.
1: But that and that that also kind of worries me too. But do you think it was a now? None of these twenty six drivers or none of these twenty six players in the fantasy league know who other people are picking the, right the picks get turned into me and I turn mm-hmm. my pick in on Tuesday to you and two other people right so you guys know who I'm picking you yes. three so there' it's complete transparency so Joe T is in first place he picked a 23 car mm-hmm. hunters in second place he picked a 23 car yeah so hunter and Joe T. Don't they don't know each other? Hell, I don't even know Joe T. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's doing pretty. He's good. dominating. Yeah, he's so, kicking ass. so, do you think that was if if you were Hunter and you can say okay, I know I'm taking, I know Joe T's taking twenty three. Would you pick twenty three or would you pick somebody else?
0: Depends on what the almanac says. What, yeah, almanac <laughs> out the window. Oh, okay, no almanac. So fantasy. Uh, now, if, if I know what Joe T's picking, I'm going to go a different route. Just because but, that's the only way you have to gain on him.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, we only got that's one... The play in,
0: that's playing the offense.
1: We only got one race, and then all the points reset right. to increments of three. Right. So, what Hunter has done, basically... He could be
0: playing offense, could be playing defense.
1: Right. So, if you were Hunter, would you be happy you picked the same car number as Joe T in first place? Because now you've... Yeah, you're not going to jump up to first. You can't. Mm-hmm. So,
0: next best thing is
1: you can you can't go forward. You can go backwards. Right. Hunter can. Joe T really can not because he's got a a twenty five point lead.
0: The only person so, I think the only person that can catch him is Hunter, right? No, because Hunter Joe T...
1: can't catch Joe T.
0: Well, I'm just right saying, now. as far as the points, not 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 looking at their picks. Yeah, Joe yeah. has 267, Hunter has 291, so that's, what, 24 points? Yeah. So he can catch him in one race. But Joe T to Scott, who's in third, that's 31 points, so Scott can still catch him. I'm saying if, if Bubba was to go out there, second lap, and wipe out, right. and, and Scott driver wins, wins. Right. Scott can catch Joe T. Right. So, so, I mean, it's not locked up.
1: It's not locked up, but it would take a pretty damn big miracle yes to for those two stars to align right for joe t to go out and second third to win yes so it's one of them things of now hunter took the 23 car joe t took the 23 car so they could both they're joe t's gonna stay in first unless one of them miracles happen and it could because it's nascar baby Mm -hmm. but the probability is not good. The probability is not good. So and, and
0: it depends on. I
1: would feel better if I was Hunter, like Scott, our HR department. He took the forty-eight car at Bowman. Mm-hmm. I would feel more comfortable if I was Hunter that I took the 48 than the twenty-three.
0: Yeah, because, because that you're not would really limit, looking ahead. You're just that would limit
1: how far I could fall <clears throat> yep. instead of going forward.
0: Yeah. And I'm in that I'm in that boat cuz I am 6th now. Um and I'm the only one that took Logano, So I could either jump up or I could fall. And that's what HR
1: and I was talking about earlier was he said I'm the only one that took Bowman. I said, "Well, that's good and bad."
0: It could be either he way. He said, "Well, yeah.
1: last time I was the only one that took a driver,
0: mm-hmm. Busher, mm-hmm.
1: he won." Mm-hmm. So, well,
0: that's that's on the plus I side. That's that's a that's a fact. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Can't argue that way of thinking because it worked out, but had it not worked out, like let's say he was the only one that picked McDowell last week at at Watkins Glen, it almost didn't work out for him, you know, because he finished last, and then everybody would be passing or or catching up to him. Right. And that's what worries me, just this race, and I've said it for a few weeks, this race scares the hell out of me just because it's a pick 'em.
1: But it makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, it's so
0: exciting to watch. But I'm scared to death at the same time, yeah. because, just because of fantasy purposes. you know. I'm trying to, my goal for the season, finish in the top ten, going into the playoffs, and then we're going to reevaluate everything after that. you know. I've made it. I'm in the top ten now, because most of the season I wasn't. So now I'm in the top ten. I've got to where I want to be. But now I'm the only one that picks this driver, and if he just goes out there and does like he did at Bristol Dirt and just wipes out early, I could fall seven or eight spots and be maybe top 15, you know. So it scares me, but that's why I went with an experienced guy to try to help my stock Well, a
1: and more. to me, you know, and we, we discussed this minutes ago, but Blaney's one of the favorites for this race. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think he is the second favorite behind elliot mm-hmm. um but me and one other person in the fantasy league picked him and that was it me and shannon yeah uh nobody in front of me picked him so i mean
0: and I, you're right there in a tight group of people that if he does good which usually he the does points are very tight you could jump up six or seven spots and that's what i'm counting on
1: mm-hmm. uh, now i did count on more people taking blaney i did yeah. but i also looked at previous picks for everybody. And I'm gonna say seventy five percent of the field, eighty percent of the field is already burnt blindy. So they can't pick him. They've already used him twice. So that's that made me feel even better.
0: So I think I know where I'm gonna take him in the playoffs. But I just went with Logano because, like I said, I've, I've still experience. got him twice. He's got the experience, and I can still use him in the playoffs no matter what happens this week. You yeah. know, that was better than risking it with a Gibbs or a Suarez. I'm glad I got my Chase
1: Elliott picks out of the way because he fucked me both times, <laughs> and and I don't have to worry about him now during the chase, but, you know... If I, could, if I could do things over, if I could see, if I had that Almanac that Hunter's got, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have used Chase Elliott at all this year. I would have used the Chris Bushers and Ty Gibbs a lot more than what I did at Chase Elliott. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's insane how, you know, this this ties into everything we've talked about, how much more serious these other drivers are taking their job mm-hmm. than
0: Chase Elliott is. Yep. And and it really makes me mad because I picked Watkins, I picked Elliot at Watkins Glen, and I've been telling everybody I'd stay away from Elliot, stay away from Elliot. He's not doing anything this year. And then I picked him at Watkins Glen with the hopes of you know that miracle coming true, and it it he it screwed bit me does. over. Yeah, so I did gain some spots on HR Scotty, so I'm going to go with four four jabs at Scotty right there. But uh, he's going to be pissed off at me. But uh, you know, I got I got one. I've got two goals for this fantasy stuff. I've got I know your, I two know your goals. main
1: goal is to beat Scott.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> I beat him two years ago, and he beat me last year, so we're tied one apiece. We've we bettered each other once. This is the tiebreaker, so it's pretty serious. And, which I just now thought about. New
1: revelation.
0: Yes. Um, HR threw something out to me and you this past week, yeah. or the week before. I don't remember. but um, And it just got serious. He took it up a notch. It's a good thing. More on his serious part. than money. Yes. Um, this is a pride thing, and we are very big on pride. Um, he says, How about, because we talked about a who's the man in the last episode. We We talked about what that entailed, and we did that a lot when we were younger guys. Um, 18, 20, 22 years old, we'd beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, we, ain't doing it. we ain't we... doing it in our 40s. No, we ain't doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's long gone past us. But it was but, fun. Uh, but it was fun, and it's a pride thing. So he put out the um, stipulation of whoever finishes the best out of us three, the other two have to say
1: on, on that the name,
0: and you're the man on the podcast. And that is...
1: So, if Ch- so, thing. Chad, if you win, if you beat me and Scott, you don't even have to win, but if you beat me and Scott, then me and Scott on the podcast will say, Chad, you're the man. Right. And vice versa, and vice versa. with all three so of Scott us. Scott
0: beats us both. i got to say, Scott, you're the man, which I really don't like to put all them words in the same sentence. Right. But he put it out there. And how do you back down from that? You, know, you, you can't, can't. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Because of pride. Right. So, all right, bye, God. God damn it, you're on HR, you know. So so we have that going on. So if uh
1: now now we've got even more serious. It's got now it's it's stepped it, it up a notch. Now it's not just about doing good in the fantasy league. It never had anything to do with money. Right. Um, I mean money's always good. Yeah. But you know
0: My it, my initial goal was to beat Scotty and finish on the podium. Yeah, now the podium, it's a matter yeah. of I I cannot say those words right you know (laughs) so that stepped it up a notch but i just wanted to put that out there for everybody that uh yeah you're gonna hear that from somebody you're gonna hear that from two people
1: yeah whoever they may be and i've got a long way to go
0: you do i accepted
1: it because it's a pride thing it is i'm not gonna i can't turn it down because then you're scared i I could have been my car right now and i'd (laughs) have to take that back you know right
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so it just got a little bit more serious for us three um, I think there was something else that I had to th- to say, but it left me.
1: So it's it's gonna it's gonna be a great Saturday night, I think. It's gonna uh, be exciting. Um. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, all we can do is anticipate it mm-hmm. and
0: have fun while it's going on, um, and then do uh, damage control afterwards.
1: Hide all the remotes and controllers and get them all out of my living room because. If it don't go my way, shit will fly. <laughs> right. You know. I mean, I, I've thrown beers. I've, <laughs> but I've also been so happy I've shaken beers and popped them open. You know. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm that. I'm that fan. So. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. It could get interesting. So. Um, that's about all I've got for this week. You yeah. got anything else to add to it?
1: I don't. I said we show them the taillights. lights.
0: All right, then. All well, right. uh We'll come back at you next week with another episode. If you go to to well, any of the local tracks, well, any of your local tracks, take someone new if you can. It's absolutely. always good to get a new well, face in the stands, and it brings more support to the. We'll have the
1: some tracks, so. uh, developing chase.
0: Yeah, we'll decisions have the uh, when
1: we come back. So yeah, we're, and, we'll we'll have the sixteen drivers.
0: Mm-hmm. So and the fantasy standings are going to be reset. Yep. After this week, so some people could fall, some people could gain. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you're keeping track, go to RidingTheWall.com, look up standings, and that will... Ride the
1: wall podcast. Yeah. Well, it's
0: just RidingTheWall.com, yeah. but yeah, you can, you and you can click on standings, you will go to, you'll see where we're at, you yeah. know, you'll see our big board, it'll tell you who's gained, who lost, and it'll show the reset standings and, and all that stuff. Time's
1: getting closer to next season, so if you're interested, if there's somebody out there that we don't see on a regular basis and you're interested,
0: yeah, get yeah. a hold of us. Yes, let us know. There's a there's we a place the on season. Riding the Wall. You can fill out an application and get into this league. Yeah, we don't turn nobody away. No, so no, and it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's easy, fun, challenging all at the same time. And you might, you know, you can get involved in a little bit of shit talk too. You know, so shit talk's always good. I mean, speaking of shit talk, Paul is on the way up. Have you noticed, Paul? Yeah, he's, he's 17th. Shout out he's been 23rd all year <laughs> <laughs> and he decided to wake up yep. but anyway that's all I got I about mean, that it's been so. so hot
1: I don't think he's been at the truck stop as much <laughs> the past few weeks just I mean out there walking around like that boy it's hot I, I, it I, I mean I just walked from my my factory to my truck you know and I'm I'm hot so I can't imagine walking semi truck to semi truck
0: okay. <laughs> knocking on doors in the sun <laughs> right <laughs> But that's all we got for this week. So stay tuned for next week. And we right will... in the face. That's right.